0: is your emergency broadcast
1: system. Welcome to another episode of Hashtag Biz with Beard and Paul. Today's episode is sponsored by Top Fly Athletics in Cypress, Texas, Give your student athlete the most advanced instructional training methods and aids in overall athletic performance at topflycoach.com. Now, buckle up, it's showtime.
0: May God be with you all.
1: Hipster bringing you another episode of your favorite business podcast, but not Facebook's hashtag biz with Beard and bald. That is right. We are the business podcast that Facebook says is unsafe and fosters a negative global community. Hold on tight. I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen. To make sure you keep hearing the show, subscribe to the podcast at anchor.fm biz with Beard and bald or one of these other platforms, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Spotify, Breaker, Podbean, TuneIn, and Apple Podcasts. Jesus, these guys are fucking everywhere. I'm your most masculine guest from Atlanta, Georgia, The Beard, Mr. Curfee Smith, and joining me from the great state of Texas and the city of Houston is my partner and co-host, the man who needs a boost to wash his hands, the bald Mr. Scott Schaefer.
0: Uh, The tiny one can't take a hint.
1: (laughs) And our guest today hails from Hotlanta or Atlanta, Georgia, for everyone else. She's an online marketing strategist and Facebook ad expert. She specializes in helping women coaches, health and wellness entrepreneurs, and service providers who are ready to generate more leads for their business. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and Scott. Welcome Melissa Jakubovich from Melissa Marketing to Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald. Welcome, Melissa. Thank you so much for having me. We're glad Melis, to have you. Melissa. Yes. Uh,
2: I don't know whose voice that was or, or <laughs> beard. The actual beard itself now has taken on a, an alter ego personality with a voice, but uh, thanks for joining us. And, uh, Beard, hey, man, it's always a treat to take time out of my day for the kind of money that only a homeless person underneath the bridge in Houston can want to make. But before we get into Melissa and her expertise, I wanted to share a fun fact with everybody. Okay. All right? And especially you, Beard. Uh-oh. Did you know that studies show, the most recent studies that I that I research show, on average, that a man's beard will grow five and a half inches per year? Did you know that? No, but I think I could do that in about two months. <laughs> Well, for all of our listeners, it's safe to say that that you, <laughs> you wouldn't mind if something else would uh, grow 5.5 inches in a, life, in <laughs> nice, a lifetime.
1: <laughs> appreciate it. That is a hell of a thing for you to say to me. Uh, well, since my little friend is sharing fun facts, do you want to know the difference between a man with a beard and a man without one? Do you know what that I'm is, Morris? What is that? One man gets more respect, the other man doesn't have a beard. <laughs> You know, it, hey, honestly though, bro, if it's respect you want, you
2: die. <laughs> I can't even talk cuz that was so stupid. You're such a Duck Dynasty reject, bro. Shakespeare. <laughs> Give up your dream of joining your local Mumford and Son cover band, all right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Very funny, poke
0: funny.
1: A, yeah. Very funny poking fun of my appearance, especially from a guy who looks like Zach Morris and Fund Fonda had a baby. I mean, come on, speaking of, <laughs> dude. Speaking of <laughs> physical beardo, last week
2: you said, I swear, I heard this. Last week you said you plan to get in better shape. That's right, I, um, I, I'm trying. Are you trying? Because I'm very confused. It's hard to believe that you even gotten out of shape, considering how much the townspeople chase you around with the torches. <laughs>
1: stop making fun of me oh man dude come on have you you looked in the mirror lately i'm sure you have with the help of a step stool but i mean where do you get off running a physical fitness facility i mean that's the equivalent of felicity huffman being in charge of college admissions
2: oh hold your calls america we have a winner (laughs) man Uh, bro like I tell you what, man. I'm gonna send a selfie out to all of our <laughs> listeners because you you don't even know what you're talking
1: about. <laughs> oh man, that that was that was tough. Well, in all seriousness, let's get down to business. And as we may mention, we're in a big battle with Facebook, and uh, since Melissa is the Facebook ad expert, we've been shut down. Melissa, they don't like what we have to say. So uh, <laughs> how do we how do we get reactivated again? They, they don't like the show.
2: Ooh, frickity whoo!
0: That is so tough. I mean, it happens. Any, any account is open game for that to happen. It's happened to me before as well and for some of the clients that have come to me. Um, really, you can battle with Facebook. You can go back and forth. You can wait months and months. You can have lots of stress or you can just open up a new ad account or you can do both of those things simultaneously. They're really strict with their policies. So if you just make one little mistake then that could be the end of your ad account. It's another good reason to hire a Facebook ad expert. Um, If someone's like inside of Facebook, not really sure what they're doing. um, I think that's what's
1: happened. I I I don't know. Here's the thing, Melissa, what what, what occurred and we'll get into you and I really appreciate you doing this, but since you're an ad expert, here's my issue with it. And again, it's someone in Facebook has decided to shut our ad account down where we can't promote the show and they won't tell us why. And my thing is, we've done something wrong. Uh, let us know. We've got the same response back. This is, say, review our policies and guidelines. And I went through all 30 of them, found maybe one where we may have violated. And it was uh, basically a mistake, uh, not intentional. And we've asked if that was it. And they will not answer the question. And that's like, why won't they answer it? Bro,
2: you Harry Upalupa. She just said. She just gave you the answer, man. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. I do not let things I know. go. Listen, I have to
1: have answers.
2: No, but it's it's a lot. It's a lot like how that freaking alter whatever is on your face got to where it is today, bro. It's like that first time that you accidentally used Vagisil instead of shaving cream. Like we all know. Where this thing came from. She just gave you the answer. You've gotta listen. But go ahead and listen.
0: Well, what I was gonna say is that there are different people at different hours of the day who work on Facebook from all over the world. Just like when, you know, you have trouble with your Comcast or a bank fee, you just it really depends who you get on the phone. So right. if it's not working for you, I'd say sign off and try again at a a very obscure time of day and see if you can get someone who's a little bit more helpful to help so, you. So
1: I don't know if you've seen our recent post uh, <laughs> on social media. Uh, so we kind of said, Hey, you know, we're going to take this as publicity. It's probably not a good idea. We did that either, but Oh, well, it is what it is. We'll, we'll, we'll open up a new ad and uh, people will get to see us again.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you're both admins on the account, one of you may get blocked access and the other one may have access. So you can play around with that. Yeah. It's always good to have a backup ad account in case,
2: Well, this is my opportunity. Ready? Set, three, two, one. And for all you listeners who have been (laughs) blocked on the ad of Biz with Beard and Bald, feel free to toggle over to
1: Bald, the page that's always glowing and shiny. That's right. Bald does have his own page. I forgot about that. Cool. Well, Melissa, I want want to spend today's show discussing marketing automation, largely in part because when I went to one of your seminars you held and- bald is always looking for an any way out of work, so automation is right up his alley. However, for us and many people out there, explain to us what is marketing automation and what does marketing automation actually do?
0: Well, it's a good question. Let's talk first about just the word marketing. Marketing is where you're gonna put your products or services out in front of people. And when we're talking about online marketing, that could be on social platforms, that could be on your blog and your website and your landing pages. But when we talk about automation, that's having that systematic back-end process running for you so that you aren't spending hours and hours and hours of every day doing every little thing in your business. Because when you're doing that, you're not able to actually focus on your clients. So marketing automation are all of the systems, all of the processes that you can set up in advance It takes a lot of time to do that, but once you have that system set up in advance, that becomes the foundation of your business, so things can start running automatically. Things like your content creation system, sales funnels, your lead magnets, and even your email management systems.
1: Okay. So, I mean, it just takes up a lot of, you know, it, it takes a lot of time to set up in advance, right?
0: Well, it takes a lot of time to set up but it takes even more time not to set it up.
1: Right. Well, Um, I I agree. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think when I first got back into sales, especially when I was working at a bank, you know, yeah, you're right. I mean, we had to do all these emails by hand, and it was just absolutely, uh, you know, devastating. And I would probably, you know, guess if I go into a bank right now, uh, I I would probably, I I would know that they still do it that way. A lot of the bankers are still, still. Fact check. Fact check.
2: Fact check. Here we go. Fact check, three, two, one. Nobody actually works at a bank. (laughs) Scott comes from a long line of bankers in his family, so he's going to be in trouble on that one. That that was at my entire family. That's right. Well, Melissa, timing is everything. So kind of like my bearded friend, unfortunately, who hasn't figured out it's time to shave off that chia pet on his face. But (laughs) seriously, though, when should someone start or at least contemplate implementing marketing automation platforms? Yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. I mean,
0: if you're, if you're really building a business and you're really devoted to it, you want it to grow and scale. And the only way it can do that, especially if you're bringing online marketing into that, is through automation. Because you don't have enough hours in the day to meet people one-on-one. And automation makes it possible for you to serve a lot of people at one time the same way.
1: Well, speaking of timing, how much time does it take or do you need to spend building a campaign? And, and walk through the steps with us.
0: Okay, well, campaign, I don't know what you mean if you're talking about like a Facebook ad campaign or just a full-on marketing campaign. But to go from, like, zero to hero, Correct. I'd say it takes about, uh, for a very, very basic thing, about three months, really working on it hard. Or, of course, if you don't have that time, just hiring a team who can do it for you. Right. Um, so it is time-consuming to build the business, And really, the parts of that business that are time-consuming are all these foundations and systems within the business that help you operate more efficiently.
1: So you say three months if you're going to do it yourself to get it all set up, and that's just for one campaign, correct?
0: That's from, like, inception to execution on one campaign. But when you want to make another campaign, you'll already have some of these places in. Um, available to you like they're already set up so it would just be converting little things to switch it up so really just that first time takes a lot of extra work
1: but if we were to hire someone like you um how fast can we get that up and going or how fast can it it really
0: like how fast well it really depends it depends um what you come to me with if you're like i'm starting a new business today make it happen then you wouldn't really be our ideal target market and it requires a lot of Um, content and tech and signing up for softwares. but if you already have a viable business and you're just wanting to become more marketing savvy and reach a lot of people depending on what you bring to the table if you already have Mm -hmm. an email list and a following you already have some content then it's going to take a much shorter amount of time and it, it really depends on the style of your business too right
2: Well, Melissa, I'm a visual person, which is probably why I throw up a little bit in my mouth every time my Skype rings during, you know, ahead of these recordings, (laughs) but he
1: he has to be visual because he's so short. He's always looking up.
2: Well, (laughs) well, whether I'm looking up, down, left or right, when I see that profile picture come up, just a little bit in my mouth, but nonetheless, can you you explain Melissa to us what that journey of marketing automation really kind of looks like? Like, Basically, what does it mean? And then can you kind of paint a, be a Picasso for our listeners? Like, give us a visual. What does the journey through it look like?
0: Sure. So if we're talking about sales funnels, this would be a series of landing pages. Everyone needs a sales funnel in their business, especially online. So that's a series of landing pages that are used to build a relationship on automation with your customers and your prospects. So what that looks like is nobody getting left behind, nobody falling through the cracks, um, from a customer standpoint, um, you're, you feel supported, you go on a learning journey, you're given content and materials that you need based on where you are in that space or on your journey and based on the actions that you take. So that could be as simple as having a PDF for someone to download. They enter in their email and uh, their name, and then they're taken to a thank you page where you can offer them another service at a cheaper rate. Um, then they start getting a bunch of emails, following up, delivering what they downloaded, and maybe telling a little bit of a story about you and your business, and really nurturing them into the next step in your journey, the next level in your funnel. So all of that happens on automation. Um, If you don't have this set up, It would look like emailing people one by one or private messaging them, here's a link to my PDF, do you want it? And then having to follow up with each and every single person in an email every so often, every few days. And really, that would be the basis of your your day-to-day work. Whereas if you have this set up, you don't even have to be sitting at your computer. Someone can get to the link. They can enter in the information. They can get the PDF on their own. And they can get all the emails from you that explain your story all done for you so that setup process is the hard part because you have to really map out the entire journey for everyone and then implement it but without it you really have people falling through the cracks people you forget to follow up with people who mm-hmm. didn't get their PDFs and people who don't know that there's more available to them when they're ready
2: Right. So, hey Beardo you notice she I don't know your hearings kind of going unfortunately quicker than the beard but
1: (laughs) she did say nurture not nature forest (laughs) floor well if i were to to visualize this i mean it looks like it kind of looks like a staircase right i mean you get to go up to the next step if you reply a certain way if you don't you stay there and if you reply a different way you keep going up the staircase until you actually become a client am i am i right in you know thinking that or not
0: Yes, absolutely. A lot of times people think of a sales funnel as like a funnel where it's really big at the top and really small right. at the bottom, and you're just funneling people through. But really, it is a staircase. It's a learning journey. So people get on that first step, and they're ready for something small. And once they've digested it, they've implemented it, and they're ready to move on and get more information from you, they take the next step up, and you have something to offer them. So depending on where people are in that learning journey, depending on where they're standing on that staircase, you should essentially have things to offer them products or services based on where they are.
1: Well, and I think you bring up, uh, you know, we'll talk about failures here in a sec- in a second, but I think you bring up a major failure right there is that you just made mention it, right? The sales funnel and people kind of see this as a funnel and I don't, I see it as a staircase. And once you get to a certain point, then the sales funnel where the conversation happens and that's a whole different game, uh, you know, than, than the marketing part of it. Am I right or wrong?
0: Um, yeah, well, marketing is how you're going to let people see your stuff, but really you have to build out this stuff first. So
1: the, the
0: sales funnel is the, all the products and services and the sales pages that go along with each part of it. Or even a sales funnel inside of your Facebook ads could be certain ads that are in, lined up with where this prospect or customer is on that staircase.
1: Okay. Well, we'll, well, before we get into those failures, uh, what are some marketing automation best practices? That people can start with now.
0: Number one, you need to define your target market. But you need to go even deeper than that. You need to define your market based on where they are in their journey. So you really need to understand that. So basically that that first step, that's gonna be your basic level, your beginner at the entry point. And then a more seasoned, knowledgeable, and slightly more or significantly more successful person will be found later on down the road. So you really need to define your buyer personas. Um, you need to capture the information on the first step. Sometimes people just say here, go here. And you don't actually capture that lead. And that's very important for building your business and your list. Mm -hmm. Um, you need to create different offers along the way that fit with where they are in their customer journey. And you need to give lots and lots of value at each stage of the process, like relevant, timely content. And, um, you want to use varying, different, varying pieces of content along the way, so it's not the same every single time. Like a video one time, or some images one time, or a PDF or an ebook. Like you want to switch it up. There are a lot of different uh, learning styles, and also if all you offer is PDFs, then people are going to get bored. So you want to just keep it interesting.
1: Well, that's some that's some great advice, and I really like that last one—the value along the way. And I think for a lot of people might miss out on that. Well, that's the they don't do that. And I think, and you know, again, yeah, as we talk about failures, uh, I think that's a major one.
0: Oh well, yeah, people are constantly uh, saying buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. But you really need to just give, give everything away, and then they'll be like, wow, they're offering this for free. I can't imagine what their paid stuff will be like.
2: So let's get to the the only thing that Beard knows goes <laughs> hand in hand with the word epic, and that's failure. Um, what are some marketing automation failures that you can share with our listeners?
0: Usually that comes from the tech or not building the nurture series out properly. So, um, yeah, just asking more than giving. What that translates to is really spammy messaging or sounding like a robot or a chatbot. Or um, another failure is just not gathering enough data and not testing. So you're not really sure what you're doing. You're just throwing it out there and hoping for the best. And another failure that I see all the time when clients come to me at the agency is that they're not nourishing that list. They're not nurturing it. They're not um, keeping it active and lively. It's like, here's your PDF, and then it's a dead list. And it's really hard to re-energize a dead list. It's much easier to keep that momentum going. So, for example, if anyone downloads any of my freebie offers, they're going to start getting two emails a week from me and my emails are filled with free content and links to things and lots of information. So you really want to make sure that you're keeping your list engaged.
1: Yeah. No, I'm on those emails. I get them. And thank you. Oh, cool. (laughs) You're
2: welcome.
1: (laughs) I I think you're right. The nurturing parts where people really fail and it's like they get into it and they, they just don't nurture it. And i think it's important The question i'm going to ask you is you know if you're sending out a mailer and you know and if you're running a campaign when do you stop and start over um right i mean is there ever a point in that i mean we send out a first mailer and they don't view it and they don't view it again and they don't view it but they finally do view it it goes to a different spot and then it's more nurturing i mean when, when, when do you start and stop or do you it really
0: depends it depends what your objective is if it's um you know, someone downloads a freebie and then you wanna just nurture them and teach them about you, then you just send about four or five emails. If you want them, if it's, if it's something that, you know, you're doing a launch for and you want them to sign up for a webinar, then you're gonna keep those emails going mm-hmm. until after the webinar. Um, you'll do a few leading up to the webinar, then you do a few after the webinar, like here's a link to the replay and this is what we're offering and doors are closing. So it really depends on what the objective is. But I believe that you should always be emailing your list, regardless of when they came onto the list, so that you're top of mind. And sometimes it takes seven touches, seven to 12 touches, mm-hmm. before anyone's interested in doing anything with you. So if you imagine that you know, you've only messaged someone two or three times, but they would have participated in your service or offer at touch number seven then you've already paid for the lead to come into your door but then you didn't actually spend the time nurturing it and you've lost it so it's it's a right. waste for you
2: it took beer a to hell of a lot more than five to seven touches to get dates and college. i know that.
1: <laughs> hey how you doing
0: then you're persistent
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was a good one i'll give you that one uh, <laughs> But getting back to it, though, and I think where a lot of people, again, uh, fail, right? Again, when we're going to talk about marketing, marketing is to grab someone's attention. And then once you get them, and I think where a lot of people, especially customers, don't realize, they think they're going to hire Melissa Marketing and it's going to do all the sales for them. And that's not really the case, is it? I mean, it's going to gather attention, get you some pretty strong leads, but at the end of the day, they still have to close the deal.
0: True. We aren't closers here. We are going to, um, we are going to help you with your business though in areas that you probably can't do on your own. For example, phase one of our marketing strategy is brand awareness and visibility. So we work really hard on getting you in front of the right customer for you, the people who are most likely to buy. And that's the trick, especially online, Mm -hmm. because it's not like putting up, Um, a billboard and thousands of people are driving by, but only like two people are your target market. So you're wasting money for that billboard on all the other people that are not your target market. In Facebook marketing, on social media, the way that it works is that you're actually putting your marketing efforts in front of the people who are most likely to buy it. So we're finding the hot leads for you or the warm market buyers, and then you will convert them. But it's easier to convert them and close that sale when they the exact people that you can help as opposed to just some stranger off the street. It would be a harder close. So, um, yeah, you would be responsible for closing the deal, but we actually help with sales scripts. We can help with video scripts. We help writing webinars too, if that's something you're struggling with. Um, but yeah, we do the brand awareness and visibility. Then we also do regeneration and retargeting.
1: Um, great answer. Well, we've come to the point of the show where you have to take a break to listen to some generous sponsors who have not abandoned ship like Facebook. So when we come back, we'll discuss more about marketing automation and get to know Melissa a little more personally. So while we are away, I will refill refill my glass. Melissa will ponder why she's here and Scott will climb into his tree and make some cookies for us. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yum. Here's one of Melissa's favorite artists, Alanis Morissette to take us into break. show where shameless meets hairless. This is a business show like you have never heard business before. Hashtag biz with beard and bald. We have with us today, Melissa Jakubovich from Melissa Marketing, and we are discussing marketing automation for your business. And sitting on a stack of phone books back in Houston, Texas, is my partner, the bald, Mr. Scott Schaefer.
2: Dana, know that you left the workshop. Cyanide, please. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, Melissa, before we went into the break, we've been talking about the ins and outs of marketing automation, but one thing that comes to mind through all this is the big question of ease. Is marketing automation easy to use and implement? So
0: short answer is yes. It's very easy to use, but it's time consuming to set up. Um, However, it's more time-consuming not to set it up. Every single online business should have automation systems operating in their business. And the longer you've been in business, the more systems you're going to have. So if you've only been in business a couple of months, you might be really overwhelmed by hearing all this information. But if you have been in business a long time, then um, this is definitely something, if you haven't already, you need to start implementing. We do this at my agency every single month. We come up with a new system in our business that we can automate, and that is the goal of the month to implement this system. So once it's done, it's set, it's done, and you can move on from it. And it really makes your business so much stronger when you have all these systems in place.
2: So, Melissa, I, here's the deal. Um, unlike my co-host, who's an entrepreneur, <laughs> let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about you being a successful entrepreneur. Um, can you can you shed some light on uh, when you really knew you wanted to do your own thing. And can you share with us a little bit about what that journey was for you and how you got to where you are today?
0: Sure. I get asked this question a lot. Um, I started being an entrepreneur in third grade on the playground where I was selling friendship bracelets to all of my friends. Um, I've always loved the idea of creating. I'm very creative and I love just being a part of projects and seeing them out. So, Being an entrepreneur has really always been my thing. Of course, I had my first job at 14 at McDonald's, but that was just to get out of the house. But really (laughs) in my adult life, Um, it's always been entrepreneurship from owning I owned a a big art studio here in Atlanta Um, I've owned a dance company um, just anything artsy Um, I've owned a yoga studio so I just love business and I love being the one in charge in my business
2: Um, (laughs) you know
0: when we grow up little girls they're told oh you're bossy and it's looked as like a negative thing but really it's Oh, this person's a leader. This person wants to manage things, and that's really been true for me. So, um, in the last like 10 years, I had a, a successful health and online business, health and life coaching online business. I built it up with social media, um, and it it scaled really nicely. And a lot of my health and life coaching friends, who are also entrepreneurs, asked me to help them out with social media. So I started doing that, and their business started growing. And I realized I have a knack with this. I, I love the online space because it's creative it's technical um,
1: it's, it's not going a place away
0: where you, it's never going away and it's a place where you can always learn there's just more and more and more so I really dove in very deep into the social media and online marketing space closed my health and life coaching company and now help mostly health and life coaches with their social media marketing although we do have other clients as well like uh, we we do a lot of bakeries here in Atlanta too
1: you just made mention that little girls who are bossy can are be great yeah. entrepreneurs, right? Uh, so, yeah, my <laughs> six year old ought to be running a major corporation by the time she's 21. Cause... <laughs>
0: it's funny because I have a 10 and 12 year old boy. And they've been watching my entrepreneurial journey. And every time I look back, they've created a business. Like one summer, they made duct tape wallets and sold over 100 of them to people in the neighborhood. They did a lemonade stand last summer and made 300 bucks and bought an Xbox. Like who makes 300 bucks on a lemonade stand? My kids are very entrepreneurial as well.
1: That's awesome. (laughs) That's fantastic.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, I I I think that's great. And I think it's something our education system just doesn't push i mean i think our education system right. kind of you know pushes the main subjects and pushes college and to see what happens to everybody get a job and they don't really push that now we moved to uh, atlanta georgia a year ago yeah it'll be a year ago at the end of this month um and that was one of the things my son it, it, he's very gifted and he's in the gifted program and he's in third grade and there's one thing i was very surprised he came home after his first week of being in this program. I said, what did you learn? He said, well, we learned profit and loss and balance sheets today. I'm like, what? Awesome. Right, <laughs> I was I'm blown away by that. And uh, yeah, and you know, he's running little businesses in school and I think that's just, that's phenomenal. And that's what we need more of uh, rather than this other junk we're pushing down our kids uh, you know, in, in their minds. Uh, it's stuff like that because I think that type of uh, journey you, you just can't you, you can't i mean we don't teach it in schools and you know showing a kid how to run a business is is, is way more important than algebra two than it's not idea. near as,
2: not near as important as teaching a, your son how to shave <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I already did that I went, hopefully not I, yet oh
2: really well sorry. he is
1: gifted I, I bro- maybe he can help you no i did that i walked. I, I showed him how to shave i walked in the bathroom i took the razors and broke them a half and threw them in the garbage and said there you go that's how you shave buddy <laughs> You know what you're a terrible liar (laughs) oh boy (laughs) well on previous episodes we had uh or or not previous but a a past episode we had a sensei Ron Thomas on a podcast uh, who recently reprised his role of Bobby Brown from the Karate Kid movie on the hit TV show Cobra Kai which was filmed down here in Georgia Um, Ron's also a mindset guru and uh, I'm enthralled with this type of discussion in one of your blogs, you discussed the harmful mindsets. Walk th- through those with us if you can.
0: Sure. Uh, yeah, it was just featured in a magazine, and I talked about a harmful mindset for entrepreneurship. And I mentioned briefly imposter syndrome, which is not what the blog was about. But imposter syndrome is so prominent in entrepreneurship, and it's usually it sprouts from being online and seeing what everyone else is doing. So When you watch what everyone else is doing and you see how successful they are and how happy they are, what happens is either one, you're not as successful. So you think negatively about yourself and you say, wow, how could I be, I don't know, a health coach and help? women lose weight when there's this other health coach who's amazing and a multimillionaire and doing so well and you compare yourself. And mm-hmm. so you think I'm not really good at what I do. How could I possibly say I'm an expert, expert. at what I do when there's obviously this other expert who's even better. Um, but that's a problem. And the other thing that it does when you see everyone happy on social media is it, 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 you forget that that is just social media that's not real life so they might be posting amazing selfies about how happy they are and they really might be depressed crying themselves to sleep at home so you really have to be careful of that and not look at social media as real life and be really strong with your personal development and and trying to stay grounded so what I talk about in this blog is a, is scarcity mindset, and that one is really, really dangerous because anyone can fall victim to it, but entrepreneurs are the ones who are particularly the ones to suffer from it, and it's because, you know, we we have this belief that there's a finite amount of money, there's a finite amount of success, clients, resources, whatever it is, you name it and you just have to grab it as soon as it's there because it's not going to be there forever. And the problem with that is as entrepreneurs, this mindset limits your growth. You you can't scale, you can't get bigger, you can't be more successful because it often leads to accepting less than ideal situations, maybe clients that aren't a good fit for you, or maybe lowering your prices when you're you're valuing your time and you just really want to make the sale so you lower your prices. But Also, when people ask you, how are you? We have this idea in this country where you're just like, I'm fine. It's cool. Okay, (laughs) I'm good. But no one really cares to hear what's really going on. But have you ever said like, oh, I'm busy or I'm tired or I'm stressed? And when someone asks you how you're feeling, you're, you're complaining like, oh, I don't have enough hours in the day. I can't fold all the laundry. I don't have any people in the house to help me. I have too many employees that I can't pay or I have... I don't have enough sales or whatever it is, you're stuck in this scarcity mindset. So it's really important to stay positive. I like to um, say positive affirmations and have some mantras um, and bring it into the present tense because the brain manifests what it hears. So when your brain is hearing you say, um, I'm busy, I'm stressed, then it starts to believe that. And so instead of saying things like, i have to make this phone call for a client you should change it in your head to i get to make this phone call for this client and bring in that excitement and that positivity and then that scarcity mindset changes to abundance
1: so i mean i think the one thing the vision and what you see out there on facebook of someone doing the same business you are and you're not having that type of success people don't realize is that you you're looking at the end game basically you're not looking at the journey and that's the thing that nobody gets that you know it took years and years probably for them to get to that point it didn't happen overnight and and it's okay that you are going to experience these two type of mindsets that are negative you just need to know how to deal with them it's a common thing and you need to be prepared for it and i think the other thing is People say, "Yeah, I want to own my own business. I want to be an entrepreneur," and they don't understand what that actually means. It it means and there's a large sacrifice. I mean, there you know, if you have a big mortgage and uh, you know in, in this really nice neighborhood and drive a really nice car, and you want to give up your job to go be an entrepreneur, and maybe you don't have the cash to back it up, and guess what? You're gonna to have to you're gonna to have to give up some of that stuff. And that's just—it's just a—it's just, sure. just a fact. And people don't want to give that up. And they're like, "Well, I, I want to make—I I am sacrificing." No, you're really not. And uh, so, I mean, I think—I think those are great two points. And I think—I mean, wouldn't you agree, though? Those two mindsets—you're you're, going to encounter them no matter what. And you just need to know how to do it Sure.
0: Entrepreneurship is a bunch of peaks and valleys, ups and downs. And when you look at it over time through your journey, hopefully if you're doing it right, it is going up and you're you're scaling and you're growing. But when you look at that graph, if there were a graph, there are ups and downs throughout the whole journey. And there is no end game. That's the whole thing. Entrepreneurship is always about growing, expanding, learning more, serving more people. So you have to be prepared mentally for that. And I, I like to do personal development every day. I think it helps. I love to listen to books on Audible. Um, and watch YouTube videos, and research, and I just, I love the whole mindset piece, especially since I was a life coach, and when you mentioned not to compare yourself, um, yeah, I used to say that to my health coaching clients, if they wanted to lose a lot of weight, and they saw someone else did, but they were totally bummed that they're not, maybe they only lost two pounds that week, or something like that, I always said, Don't compare your step one to their step 50. Or even when uh, people come to my dance class, I'm a folk dancer, and people (laughs) show up for the first time, and they're like, wow, you dance so amazing. How do you know 10,000 dances? I'm like, well, I've been doing it for 30 years. You just walked in the door. So don't compare yourself. And the other thing is, once you start liking all these people in your niche on Facebook, for example, those are the people whose information and posts are going to pop up in your newsfeed. So all of a sudden you're surrounded only by those people and you don't Mm. realize millions and millions of other people out there. It's just what you're seeing in your wall are those same people again and again. So just realize that this is just a small little window, but there's a vast world beyond that little newsfeed of yours where people will flock to you because you are two steps ahead of them. So there's plenty of people to help.
2: Well, I think, Melissa, it's important for our listeners to grasp that, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, you didn't develop these mindsets without gaining the wisdom through experiences that included a lot of failure.
0: Oh, oh. I think entrepreneurship is just a series of failures. It's just (laughs) one after the next, after the next. And those things help you Pull out a little success here a little success here but i'm always trying new things and some Mm -hmm. things flop on arrival and some things you just have to split test and change and yeah it's all about experience
1: so um, yeah Yeah.
2: so you talk about experiencing new things you have your own podcast i believe it's called marketing tips with melissa where can i find that show and what can i expect when i tune into your next episode
0: Sure. Well, thanks for mentioning it. So you can just go to com. It's Melissa without the A. There's no A-M-E-L-I-S-S. So uh, com will get you to our YouTube, our Google Play, our iTunes. Um, we're on Sound. Cloud. so just go there and you'll see it all and basically we have wow this week we published our 94th episode um each episode is between Congratulations. five and, thank you five and i don't know 12 minutes something like that and it's just marketing tips i don't interview anyone but i give you really good topics that usually come from questions from my community so they're very relatable and i just give you my topics and my tips and my strategy
2: great Awesome. So that's Marketing Tips by Melissa without the A. Marketing it's Tips with, by, by Meliss. Marketing,
0: marketing Tips with With
2: WithMelis.com,
1: correct?
0: Yes, correct.
1: All right, everybody get out there. Well, Melissa, you, you're <laughs> the author of two personal development books and uh, one marketing bestseller called Hashtag Expert, The Business Owner's Guide to Building Authority on Social Media. Tell us about this book and what can our listeners gain from reading it?
0: first of all i love writing books and when i was doing my do you not life do coaching... anything
1: i mean come on <laughs> <laughs> I'm she's so a folk dancer she's a book it. writer she's a podcaster <laughs> she's uh, personal development coach. I mean, geez,
0: I DK on the weekend. I'm gonna have too. to
1: unfriend you. You know that, right? Because <laughs> what you told me earlier, I cannot be putting myself around people that are better than me, and you're just really, really bringing me down. No, I'm joking.
0: Actually, <laughs> you're you're the well, you
1: would have no friends on Facebook then. Yeah, I know, right? I'm not allowed to have friends on Facebook.
0: You're like the combination of the five people you hang out with most. I want to be surrounded with people who are better than me,
1: so <laughs> that way I learn
0: more and I grow more. Uh, but I, I love writing books and. Um, I wrote two for my health and life coaching, and then when I realized all these people really want to learn more about social media marketing, I need to put it in a book. So that's what I did, and in this book, it's really for people who have a personal brand. They, they offer services, maybe some digital products, um, maybe some physical products too, but I really break it down and give them or give the reader a bunch of different perspectives on how to be that go-to person in your industry, how to be considered the expert and how to gain momentum from that. so I discover I talk about how you can discover um, who your dream client is and how you can work that to your advantage. I talk about how to build credibility and authority. Um, I talk about hacks to help you out, how to go viral. there's just so much um, in this book and it's a really short read so, People really enjoy it because you can just read it again and again and flip to where you need to go. And then there's tons of resources in there as well that I use in my business. So hopefully that
1: helps. Oh, absolutely.
2: Definitely. So, Melissa, we sometimes play a game here um, towards the end of our show where we get to know our guests a little better. And, of course, our audience does as well. What we do is we ask 10 questions, and you have to reply with the first answer that comes to your mind. And uh, since we're kind of to that point in the show, would you like to play along?
0: It's a trap. All right, let's do it.
2: Okay, here we go. Okay. All right. What sport would be the funniest to add a mandatory amount of alcohol to? (laughs) Mm,
0: Curling. That's sweeping that All across the ice arena, drunk—that would be hysterical.
1: That would be. You know, hey, I don't mean to float. You know, not float. I don't mean to ruin you guys, but that is not a sport. I hate that sport. (laughs) I I cannot stand that sport.
0: I bet it would be more fun with alcohol.
1: Right? Maybe it would be with more alcohol, right? (laughs) So,
2: number two, besides beards, what is something that everyone looks stupid doing? (laughs)
0: Um, putting on mascara, or Uh, or wait. Chasing a piece of paper in the wind. That's a pretty good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen people do that. and what? like.
2: <laughs> what is the weirdest thing you've seen in someone else's home?
0: A life-size giraffe statue.
2: What
1: the f***? Whoa whoa, 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 whoa. Life-size?
0: Yeah, it's humongous. And I didn't understand why it was there. But it was inside yeah, the house? It was inside the house. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> well, it wouldn't bother me. I could walk right under it like it's not even there. Dude, you can walk under the table like it's not there. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> ha! All right, anyway, what is the most ridiculous fact that you know?
0: Um, I have two. Let me pick, one. pick um, one. Anne Frank, Martin Luther King, and Barbara Walters well, were all born the same year.
2: <laughs> oh. Interesting. That's almost as interesting as beards growing five and a half inches a year. Okay, <laughs> what is your favorite cheese?
0: Oh, sorry, guys. I'm lactose intolerant, so no
1: cheese.
2: <laughs> Do not go in there. Woo! Vegan I'm cheese, I with the name <laughs> What? Oh, this is a good one. What is the best Wi-Fi name you've ever seen?
0: Oh, Virus Hole. Virus Hole. <laughs> <laughs> that way no one wants to actually get in on it.
2: <laughs> that is a good one. So... And I know how Beard answers this, but is it a hot dog? Is a hot dog a sandwich, or is it a hot dog?
0: It's a hot dog. It's shaped like a cylinder instead of like two square pieces of bread.
1: But it's so all, it's not, between two pieces of bread.
0: Not really, because they're attached.
1: Well, yeah.
0: And it's hot, aren't sandwiches cold? I guess you can have a hot sandwich. Isn't but a then it'd be a, a panini. Yeah, but then it's called a panini. <laughs>
2: I knew we'd get a debate going here. (laughs) Okay. Toilet paper. Over or under?
0: Definitely under.
2: Wrong answer. No.
0: (laughs) Unpopular opinion, but definitely under. It is an unpopular opinion, I think. Uh Uh-huh.
2: What ice cream flavor is absolutely disgusting to you?
0: Oh, I'm weird. It's chocolate.
1: Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah.
0: But the best one is mint. Actually, the best one is is uh, pistachio.
2: <laughs> no cookie dough two step. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Okay, I like cookie dough. So, so, besides your own, what is your favorite podcast?
0: I love the TED Talks daily. They're all different and they're quick. I love them.
2: Mine isn't this an awkward moment? <laughs> Add
1: this to your epic failure as an entrepreneur. <laughs> I should have been biz with beard and ball. As we lead you down this path. I know, right? We teed it up, but (laughs) she didn't take it. Man. She let the pitch go by. (laughs) I knew Uh, we should have added the name Ted to our title. should
0: have acted a little differently.
1: Uh, Well, this has been another great episode, and I think I can speak for us both that uh, this has all been really fun. Uh, Is there anything you want to plug before we let you in this madness, Melissa?
0: Thanks for having me, guys. This was so awesome. Um, If any of your listeners want to explore marketing further, the first thing they should do is really uh, define their target market, even if they've been in business a long time. We like to do this every quarter here at the agency. So um, I'd like to give a gift, if that's okay with you guys. Yeah. Um, So you can get my Finding Your Dream Customer Guide for free at Melissa. M E L I S S marketing dot com slash dream, you can download that, fill it out. Actually, every one of our clients who works with us here in the agency has to fill that out before we take them on. So it's a good springboard for moving forward.
1: Well, thank you for awesome. you that offer. That's great.
2: Well, I, I don't have anything free to give away to our listeners today, but uh, I have enjoyed having Melissa on the show. And though I want to apologize on behalf of my co-host to all of our listeners. And I know it's very difficult trying to understand anything that comes out of that crumb catcher of his face. Um, <laughs> and my, I actually, I want to share with everyone that I, like today, seriously, like I had to look at my screen and do a double take a few times to make sure Mike Tyson didn't start hosting the show. <laughs>
1: so for that Uh, i apologize to everyone uh, oh melissa you know you you don't have to be funny all the time and and today bald has proved that once again but before we let you go we need to ask (laughs) one more very important question that we ask at the end of every show and it's beard or bald and today beard is up six to five
2: very funny richard reed very funny (laughs) but uh I, i hate to admit it and i don't do it very often you're right um it is that time of show that we ask which look our, our guest likes better, beard or bald. And depending on what our guest today picks, um, it will alter the score, the running tally for the year of 2019. And whoever wins 2019, um, if it's myself, a.k.a. Bald, I will have to grow a full head of hair somehow. And uh, <laughs> Grow a full beard. And uh if so, I win, that was my my attempt for sympathy and even empathy. And uh somehow if Beard wins and I say somehow if he wins, he will have to shave his entire head and beard. So well, that's if
1: I lose. Yeah, you will not win. Yeah. So Melissa. What's it going to be? I
0: hate being the the uh, put on the spot by this because you're both so amazing, but I <laughs> I do like bald better than beard. Oh,
1: uh. <laughs> okay, it's official. We entered the twilight zone. Man.
2: Uh, my heart is full once again.
1: Scott, I guess to host now? the show next week. that has been a long time, Scott, since you hosted the show. I've been on a run. Yeah, I know, and our listeners are excited now.
0: Is it 6-6 six, six now? Did I even it up?
2: It's 6-6 six, six for the year, yep. All
0: right.
2: Uh, all and right. The next well,
0: person we'll... is the tiebreaker.
2: There we go. Thank you so much, Melissa. I, I really want to play a bigger role in the show. He just wants to play a
1: bigger role, period.
0: Perfect. So. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, thank you so much. No. It was really incredible honor to be on your podcast. Yeah. I appreciate
1: it. Well, no, thanks for coming on. This has been very informative, and we're excited to get it out there. But before we go, I just want to remind everyone to subscribe at anchor.fm slash then share it with your friends on all your social media pages. Even and
2: Facebook. while, yes, Beard, thank you. And while, while you're there, if you want to feature your business by sponsoring a previous and or future episode or help support the show, all you have to do is hit listener support, and we can feature you or your business at the beginning of that show.
1: Again, thanks, Melissa, for joining us today. If you liked what you heard today and know you have, uh, go out to Melissa's website, melissmarketing.com. There you'll find many great marketing automation tips, and she has a podcast as well called Marketing Tips with Melissa. You can also download her guide called Finding Your Dream Customer, as she may have mentioned before. Melissa, anything else you want to add before we go?
0: If you guys are learning or trying to learn um, some marketing tips, you can hop into the Social Marketing Academy also. socialmarketingacademy.org, and I have a bunch of, marketing courses in there it's a monthly membership and new courses are always being added i
2: mean it's like christmas here it is. yeah it will, <laughs> thank you again for that melissa and uh also for reminding beardo as well as all of our listeners just
1: how beautiful bald is <laughs> so there you have it friends and other shows in the books but never fear beard and bald will always be here despite facebook so until next time folks same bald head same beard channels good afternoon and thank you for listening to Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald. Remember, every genius idea starts with the stroke of a beard. Have a successful day. (laughs) Hey, Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald fans. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. It was brought to you by ACS Executives. Let me ask you something. As an entrepreneur or business owner, are you tired of struggling with running your business? Do you feel you could drive more revenue, improve your profits, and run more efficiently if you had a little help? Well, you are not alone, and there is a solution for you. Like many small businesses, as the owner, you wear a lot of hats, and why wouldn't you? You started this thing, so you were very careful and particular about it. Well, at ACX Executives, we do a deep dive into your business to help your business grow revenues, improve profits, acquire capital, and run more efficiently. We just don't point out problems. We help you resolve them through our family of companies and the solutions they provide. We share some of the best practices and processes and coach you and your team through them. Our suite of quality products and services will help you get there quickly and smoothly. That's how we ensure your success. So visit us at acsexec.com or call us at 1-800-495-6505 and schedule a free 30-minute consulting assessment. Have a successful day and we hope you enjoy today's episode of hashtag biz with beard and Bald.